Excuse me, but are you loving this podcast? If you are, you can support the show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. All you have to do is hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Excuse me, I have something to say. Hello and welcome to Excuse Me, the podcast where we have real and open conversations about life and everything it throws at us. I'm your host, Sean Philip Naylor, and if you're tuning in for the first time, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never have to miss an episode. You can also join in the conversation by surfing your way over to the show's official website or follow along on the show's official Twitter, Facebook or Instagram pages where you can slide into my DMs and let me know your thoughts on the show or even future topics you'd like me to tackle. And as always, those links are embedded into the show notes for you. Welcome to today's show. I'd like to start with a big thank you once again to all of the returning listeners. I really appreciate your support. It means the world to me that you guys keep tuning in and all of your feedback is just incredible. And thank you so much to our new listeners. Hello and welcome. This is a safe, fun space that we're trying to create here where we can just have open and free conversations. So welcome. I hope you enjoy the podcast. If you do, you can leave me a little review over on Apple and don't forget to like and subscribe the podcast. So guys, today's topic of discussion is a bit of a fun one. It was something that my partner Benny had mentioned a couple of times recently um, as a topic that could be fun to discuss on the podcast. It's something that eventually happened to all of us to varying degrees, whether it be genetically, whether it be nature versus nurture, somehow... I hate to say it, guys, but we're all going to turn into our parents. With that said, this was a conversation that because Benny brought it up because of his own experiences, I decided it was he was the only person to have this conversation with. Very recently, he has started to take on new traits, which are very much his mother. And that's okay. But for an added bit of fun and to really sort of bring in the generations on this one, we will also be joined by Benny's daughter, Alexis, and she has compiled together a list in ways in which she has noticed that her father is becoming like her grandmother. So with no further ado, let's unpack this conversation. Hi, baby. Welcome back to the show. 
Thank you. Good to be here. So recently you suggested to me that this could be a topic that I could tackle on the podcast. And I have to say, after witnessing uh, some of the uh, things that have happened to you recently, I've got to say I completely agree. Is that an isolation thing? (laughs) Somewhat, perhaps? No, but I think you are ready to go back to work. Definitely. In preparation for this episode, I was doing a bit of research and I read an article that said there had been a study done conducted across 2,000 people in the UK in the hopes to find out what age we really start becoming our parents. And as it turns out, apparently men start to become like their fathers around the age of 34 and women their mothers between the ages of 30 to 35. And I have to say, I kind of agree with this, particularly for me. Uh, what do you think? Um, it's hard to gauge for me. I mean, uh, for me, it's been the last couple of years that I've noticed it. My kids are pointing it out. You've pointed it out. <laughs> One of the things that triggered that for me was when I mentioned it to you, you, went, you said, pretty much, I've spent my whole life trying not to become my father. I didn't realise I was becoming my mother at the same time, <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. It's funny because it's true, but I've got to say, it's not that I didn't want to become my father. There's nothing wrong with that. My dad is a good bloke. But around the time him and mum got divorced, he had some, let's just say, he had some issues. And that was what I was gauging that entire sentence off. I didn't want to become like that because... I guess he was having some, I mean, he was going through a divorce. He was having some mental health issues and things like that. And then ultimately, I did spend a lot of time and energy trying to not be like that and accidentally turned into my mother. But at the same time, you know, in recent years, I have had my own struggles with mental health, which, you know, I guess I also turned into my father a little bit just in my own unique kind of way. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're often pointing out to each other how we're turning out like our parents. And it's it's always lighthearted, mostly. And I think it's just fascinating. Always mostly. Always mostly. Always mostly. Um, I do like it when you point out that I guess one of the best skills I managed to get from my dad was falling asleep on the couch with a glass of wine in my hand and never spilling a drop. Look, it's hilarious because, you know, when we all lived together, your father lived here. Almost every night he'd have a glass of wine and he'd fall asleep on the couch and we're trying to watch TV and all of a sudden you hear this... <laughs> And you'd be like, Dad. And you go, whoa, whoa, five minutes later. Dad. And you used to get so mad at him. I did. And that's you now. <laughs> Almost every night. Uh, well, look, genetically, we are always going to become our parents to some degree. We literally made from these two people. So there's the expectation that we will look like our parents in certain ways. And even have, you know, genetic throwbacks to people from further back in our family trees. I remember when I was a teenager, my nana Pat, so my nana on my dad's side, she told me that I had my grandfather's nose. And I never got to meet my grandfather, but I can say I have a slightly different nose to all the other men in the family. So it's kind of nice to know that genetically I have that throwback to my grandfather. What about you? Do you have any uh, genetic throwbacks? Yeah, look, I do. There's a... A picture of my grandfather that emerged a few years ago, it was taken, well, he'd be over 100 now. It was taken when he was 19 years old. And there's a picture of me when I was 19 year, years old, and it's, it's, it's uncanny how similar we look, which is kind of strange because he had both Italian parents and I only had one half-Italian mother and an Australian father. But the uh, resemblance is uncanny. And now I'm looking at pictures of myself, and I can see my son in them as well now. My son's about to turn 18. 
We were talking earlier uh, with my daughter, who may or may not be a guest at the end uh, of this program. She'll have a special cameo. Yeah, she'll smash me. But um, we're talking about <laughs> both my kids have beautiful blue eyes, and um, I've got blue eyes, which are beautiful, by the way. And um, <laughs> and their mother has great, beautiful eyes as well. I'm mean, like, well, when do we ever get their eyes from? And then you said... You get your eyes from your father. Eyes come from your father. Your hair colour and texture usually comes from your mother's side of the family. That's does male pattern baldness. Yes, so they say. My grandfather had what I thought was an amazing head of hair his whole <laughs> life. I think I've told you this story. I love this story. So, and there was always several cans of uh, hairspray in my grandparents' bathroom, which I never thought anything of. Anyway, there was uh, one day when Grandfather would have been in his probably late 70s and we were out fishing in the boat. And he took his hat off and this gust of wind came under. He had the most magnificent comb of it. It went up over the top and came around. It must have been about 50 or 60 centimetres long, this bit of hair, because he was completely bald on top. But he would fashion it in a way where it would come around and then swirl and then he would stick it down with, with hairspray. But this day, the wind got under it and it unleashed, and there's my grandfather's chrome dome and this long piece of hair in the wind. Oh, I remember... Sounds magnificent. Oh, it was. It was like the mullet of all mullets. But is it a mullet because he had no hair on top? Yeah, it would have been a mullet if he let it go backwards. But <laughs> I just remember him like panicking to, to stick it down, and I felt sorry for him. So, yes, my balding is coming from my uh, mother's side of the family, I believe. See, my mum's side of the family, her older brother, Colin, he went bald very young. And he always used to tease me because he was always like, oh, if you're going to be straightening your hair and you're going to be blow drying your hair and you're always dyeing your hair, all these different colours, he was like, it's going to fall out. And thankfully, I've been lucky enough that it's not really fallen out for now. No, you've got a good head. A good head? Of hair. (laughs) Thanks. You have a good head of hair. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I like it. The uh, other thing... It's my signature look. Right. I also have another memory when I was a kid and I was... When I grew up, I, my father left my mother at a very young age and didn't have much to do with me over the years. And so, therefore, I didn't have much to do with his side of the family. They were all down south in parks in, in uh, southern New South Wales. But uh, my grandfather was, on my father's side, was turning 80 and I think I'd only met him once. I was okay. about 19 or 20 years old and I did this road trip and I drove out to... Maury and I picked up my dad and my three half siblings and we drove down to Parks and we went down there for my grandfather's 80th birthday. Now I had aunts and uncles that were in my life when I was like a baby and a toddler but I hadn't seen them for 10 or 15 years and one of my aunties, Auntie Marilyn, looked at me and goes, oh Ben, look at you, you've got your your mother's beauty spots. My mum has dark skin She has quite a few moles all over her face and body, and I have some as well. And that just made me go, oh, really? I was horrified. I was horrified. So I get that from her. See, I look like my dad. And for the longest time, I was like, I don't want to look like my dad. He's a good-looking bloke, but... Yeah, he's all right. I remember when he was younger and we lived in WA. uh, All the ladies ladies loved Stu. (laughs) But yeah, I, I always hated it when people say that you look like your dad. But I think that was more because I just wanted to look like me. So I guess that covers the looks department. What about mannerisms? What about the way we act? I have uh, an example of something that you do that was just like your mother. Oh yeah, what's up? Recently, we uh, helped your mum move house. We did. And when she emptied her pantry, 
there were four or five boxes of various uh, foods and jars and, and containers and all that sort of stuff. And you were horrified. You were losing it. You were like, how do you have three packets of the same thing open, mum? And you were shaking your head and you're just going, mum, you've got to throw this stuff out. And we were all having a laugh and a giggle. It was quite funny. And I went, ah, oh, that's where you get it from. It's from your mother. Because you go to the shops to buy something and you won't know what's in the cupboard or the fridge. So you'll just buy another one. Well, look. <laughs> so you're very much like your mum was. Uh, you can never have too many. <laughs> However, she was pulling out some stuff that was uh, well and truly past its use-by date, if you remember rightly, which, FYI, Mum, I know that you're listening to this episode. Well, do you remember when you used to go to Nana's house and Kim and I used to get really, like, grossed out by the smell in her fridge because, you know, there's many things in there that were out of date? I'm saying that's going to be you soon, Mum, because we turn into our parents. It's you now. Stop it. That's not me now. Our fridge is quite not rank and when it comes to mannerisms like is there anything that you do and you go oh fuck that's my dad or that's my mum when you do a certain behavior yes recently something's happened what happened so you and i have been having uh, you and i have been living a keto lifestyle for a while we have yeah on and off on and off mostly on and i've started to drink my coffee with cream like pouring cream rather than carb loaded milk and so now we used to go i used to go out shopping with mum and we'd go and have a coffee and mum would go to the cafe and she'd go hello, do you have pouring cream? And they're like, no. So she'd go, oh, okay then. And then we'd move on to the next place. So now I'm finding myself, like it got so bad with mum where we'd go somewhere and we'd go to three or four cafes and sometimes they'd have cream, but be like, oh yes, it's thickened cream. And she'd be like, oh no, it's got gelatin in it. No, no. Hold on. It got so bad that you would go to like three or four different cafes with your mum. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do in the end, remember a couple of weeks ago when we decided to take a day out in Burley? Yes, this is what I'm building to. So in the end, <laughs> old Mumsy, what she does now is she goes around and she has a little container of cream in her handbag so that she can order a coffee and have her cream because it's just too hard to get a coffee the way she wants it. And then recently, we're at Burley looking for coffees and um, finding myself doing the same thing. It's funny because when we first started dating and before I met your mum, you warned me. <laughs> that this was something that she did. And this has just happened to me now. Yeah, you were like, oh, because we were supposed to be going to meet her somewhere for a coffee and you were like, if they don't have cream, we're going to end up walking around everywhere till she finds somewhere that has cream. Yep, and I used to think it was so annoying and now I'm that person. And not only that, but she then all of a sudden decided that she wanted a half-strength coffee because it would give her, the caffeine would give her heart palpitations. And When I, did she start doing that? Oh, that was a good five, six years ago. Okay. But now I've discovered that I've just in the last few weeks during isolation, I've developed a, an intolerance to caffeine and the same thing's happening to me. So not only am I walking around looking for cream for the coffee, I'm also having decaf or half strength and I'm her. God, you're such a nana. Thank you. Might have to trade you in. When I was growing up, my father and mother separated when I was about two years old and therefore by the time I was about two and a half, three, my father left and he went out west to start a new life and left my mother and I he went out west and I could never understand like as I became a father myself I really struggled with the fact that he had left his son to live seven or eight hours away and I thought I could never do that if 
if I was to separate from my kids, I would be very, very close. I would want to be in their lives. I couldn't stand to be away from them. And yet he did that. And I went through a divorce and, and a separation with my kids. And I said to myself, there's no way I'm ever going to do that. I will not do that to my kids. Because my dad did it again. He went and raised another family with three kids and then left very, very quickly. So he has his pattern. I could never understand how he could do that as a father. And I struggled with it for a long time. And it wasn't until I went through the separation when I realized it just got too hard for him. So I don't hold it against him. But I did spend a lot of time trying not to do that. But I, I do get it. That's one of the things I went, okay, I'm tall like dad. I'm losing my hair like dad. The only positive thing that anyone ever said about him, which was my grandparents, they loved him, was that he just loved helping people. He would go out of his way to oh, help well, people. Oh, you get that from him. I think I do. I think I do. So I spent all that time trying not to be the guy that left the kids in the lurch. And I didn't. So your father was an absent parent in your life for most of it, right? Yep. Do you think you inherited any other traits of his? Now, there's a bit of a family conspiracy here, okay? Oh, conspiracy theories. There yeah. That's going to be an episode, by the way. Somewhere along the line, my great-grandmother, which is my father's grandmother, if you looked at pictures of her, she had snowy white hair and very dark skin. Apparently, somewhere along the way, there was an Aboriginal drover that came through town and someone got knocked up and it's a bit of a family secret that no one talks about. So, so now we're just broadcasting it. It's fine now. <laughs> and if you look at pictures of my father, he's got quite a broad nose and dark skin and I'm quite sure I'm part Aboriginal at some point. But if you've ever seen drawings or pictures of, of um, the outback with the Aboriginals, they're standing there with their spear and then they've got one leg the, the foot's kind of wedged in on their on their knee and they're standing there, standing on one leg. Like the yoga pose, but yeah, with con- a yeah, stick. Yeah. So I used to do that all the time. And my grandmother would say, your father used to stand like that all the time. So I don't have anything to do with my father growing up, but yet I'm standing there just like him. But isn't it interesting that sometimes someone in my life will go, oh, you're just like your father, in a loving tone. But then other times people go, no, you're just like your father. It's interesting how you can be... Like your mum or your dad in a good way and a bad way as well. Some people do it just to... Twist the knife. Twist the knife, yep. How do you feel about that? I guess I have absolutely no negative thoughts if somebody tells me I'm like my mum. Because, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to sound biased here, but I have a, My mum is a great woman. Mm-hmm. And she's a kind woman and she always tries to see the best in people. And she's always very forgiving and very understanding. And I really only see positive attributes to my mother. Sure, other than her cupboard-keeping skills. Which are questionable. (laughs) Um, But other than that, if anybody tells me that I remind them of my mum, I love it. Whether it be that they say that they see something, I mean, I look like her, or there's something that I do that reminds them of her, I love it. With my dad, it can go either way. But I think it's definitely not a bad thing. But I think when it goes either way, that's on me. And that's my perception of how somebody is saying something. Because at the same time, I don't think anybody's ever told me I'm like my dad in a bad way. But sometimes I might go, well, no, I'm not. Now, I'm far from living an alternative lifestyle. But it's well documented that my mum was a bit of a hippie. She grew up in the 50s, 60s, 70s. I believe all of your friends have seen her boobs. Yes, yes, they have. Anyway, people that have been in my life a long time, I've got one particular person. And he's like a brother. We call him the pseudo-cousin. Hi, Dan. Hey, Dan. He always tells me that I'm like my mother. And he's doing it in a jovial way, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Certain things that a hippie would do, like she instilled into me recycling. This is before anyone had recycling bins. This is before, you know, you could go and cash in a can for 10 cents. Mum always taught me to recycle stuff, to repurpose things, to use things again. You know, I could go into mum's kitchen now and 
she has this spice rack and these big cupboard full of odds odd jars and and you know glass jars that are all odd and they don't fit but she's got pasta in them and she's got flour in them ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I mean, she's got all these things. Does it sound like our cupboard? Well, that, so we've got, let's just get this right. So in our cupboard, we now have odd jars filled with flour and pasta and things, although not pasta because keto. But um, we then also have a million different herbs and spices that have been purchased several times over. She also, I guess I inherited her love for cooking. She didn't really, she taught me how to cook, but she never forced it upon me. I mean, mum could get up in the morning and whack together a breakfast and a lunch and dinner all at once. And she could spend the whole day cooking for people. She loves to cook for people. It's uh, And I'm like that. So thank you for that, Mum. I do love to cook for people. It's a bit annoying sometimes for Sean, but isn't it? Well, only because you never let me cook. Well. And then you tell me, then you like... What about what about when we just finish breakfast and go, so what do you want for dinner? Oh, don't even start. Even times when I'm driving down the road and on the side of the road, there's an old table or a chair or a bathtub. And I'm like, ooh. And you'd be like, no, you can't have it. No, because it moves into the garage and there it sits for six months. I like to repurpose stuff. By taking somebody else's trash and putting it in our garage and leaving it there is not repurposing it. Eh, It all gets a purpose eventually. Yeah, you do what you did today and you clean out the garage and you take it to the tip. Yeah, I know. Also, it turns out we bicker like our parents. True. (laughs) Um, What about the traits that you have? Like, Do you see any of your traits in your kids that you recognize Traits from yourself or traits from their mum or even any throwback traits from other family members from uh, either side? It's, I was thinking about this earlier today. It's hard for me to look at my kids now and see me in them because I think you know, they're, not, they're not quite turning into me yet. Ethan from a very young age, age three or four, would, would go and have three or four different... Uh, Costume change. changes. Yeah, he would change his clothes before we left the house and we'd be in the car waiting and he's upstairs getting changed into a new shirt. Oh yeah, he's you. I do that now. So he does that. You could probably answer that because you often say that, you know, Ethan's a complicated little fellow and you say he's like me in a, in a few ways. He is. He's, he's a great kid. And like any teenage boy, he's, of course, going to be complicated. But he's don't know. He's your kid. Like Sometimes he's quite critical of people and has an opinion. And we just look at each other and go, I wonder where he gets that from. That's a, that's a sentence that comes up a lot. Hmm. Or it's de- <laughs> with both of your kids, they'll do something and be like, yeah, definitely your kid. Yeah. I think with Alexis who's made it into five podcast episodes in a row. She's, She's quite happy. literally going to be in this one, though. Yeah, she is. She has terrible road rage. now. I believe Ethan probably will, too. Yeah, but I don't think she gets it from me. 
she definitely gets it from her mother. Uh-oh. Because whatever road rage you see me do, her mother's much better at it. <laughs> Whereas I get my mother's quick, sassy temper. Mum has quite the temper sometimes. She claims that it's because she's an Italian, but I think she's just a bit unhinged. <laughs> Maybe I am too. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> the irony is, yes, my love, you are unhinged. Um, but you also do blame it on being Italian. Well, yes, I'm quite Italian. Ever been to Italy? Yeah, sure. <laughs> now, we've been camping a lot recently. We have been camping and a lot. And the love for the outdoors and camping uh, was uh, instilled into me by mum and my stepfather. And as you know, we've been in isolation. Well, we've been in lockdown. No, nope, I've just been unemployed. You're not and unemployed. You're on JobKeeper. All right. Anyway, recently I've had a bit of time to myself because I'm not working at the moment. Some would say too much time. Yes. And so, you know, we've been camping a few times and mm. now I'm in this quest, this mission to find certain bits of camping gear that I don't have anymore that I used to have and I'm buying certain things. Now, I'm going to talk about my stepfather, Bill, right? He was my stepdad for 17 years. So he was like my dad figure growing up and he was into all the gadgets and the camping and he would have everything packed in the garage and ready to go and he'd have it. Everything had a place in his truck when we went away and I'm sitting there going, I've turned into him. <laughs> Just See, that's funny. Influence. This is like that nature versus nurture concept. Mm. Like how much of... How much of, of the, I guess... I think some of it's learned behaviour as well. Well, that's it. That's nature versus nurture to its own degree. Like, how much is of what you do and who you become is based on genetics, which is nature, and how much of, of it is based on the nurture side of things, which is, I guess, the things we are exposed to. Um, you know, I've got my stepdad, Brian. He's been in my life a very long time. And there are things that I do... That I go, oh, yeah, that's Brian. That's Brian rubbing off on me. Yeah. Sometimes the kids, I'm going to say the kids, but sometimes, no, let me say, sometimes people leave a lot in the house and they're in the bathroom or their bedroom and I'm sitting down on the couch and all of a sudden I go, oh, I see. Someone's left a light on in the room. And what do I say to them? Oh, you get all passive aggressive and you go, Ethan, are you, are you done in the bedroom? Are you finished in your room? Are you finished in your room? This was Bill. <laughs> Benna? Are you finishing your room? This is funny because uh, you often leave a light on. I know, but I like to point it out. <laughs> Can't beat a bit of passive-aggressive parenting. So we're talking a lot about camping. And as, as uh, a kid, we'd, my family would go camping quite a lot. We'd jump in the big old F100 and we'd disappear. Me, mum, stepdad Bill, and my little brother Andrew. And I do recall a couple of times where we'd be driving along, heading to a campsite, up a mountain track, which was, you know, quite steep on both sides. And mum would be freaking out. She'd be like, oh, oh, I can't even look. I can't even look. And I used to think it was hilarious. And I'm like, mum, you're such a wuss. What's going on here? And we'd go, we were at O'Reilly's once, the mountain resort, and there was that boardwalk. And you climb up this thing and you go along this sort of suspended boardwalk. The one we did? Yeah. Yeah. And mum would be halfway along. And just for fun, I would start shaking it. Oh, you're a... See you next Tuesday. I'm a turkey, right? And and it was fun. And she'd be like, ah! And she'd be grabbing onto the sides of it going, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Right? I love it. And then we'd be driving up the mountain and there'd be this big cliff on the side. And, you know, if you took your eyes off the wheel, you'd be dead, right? You'd be over the side. And mum would have this horrible freak out. And I always thought it was put on. But recently this has happened to me as well. I'm driving up to Springbrook the other day on this very, very narrow road, and all of a sudden my heart starts racing, and I'm panicking. It was horrible. So sorry, Mum, if I ever did that to you. Sorry if I ever paid you out for that. 
but I'm now experiencing it again. I'm turning into you. Just appreciating the silence after that uh, statement. Mm-hmm. From one generation of coal to the next, your daughter, Alexis, has very kindly put together a list of ways in which, over the years, you've slowly become your mother. Oh, I feel sick already. Let's welcome to the podcast, Alexis. Hi, Alexis. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for rousing on your father. So you're sharing with us... A list of ways in which your dad has become like his mother. Yes. So I have plenty, but I chose the best. Go, 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 go. Before I start. Can I interrupt? Yes. This is fun for you guys, hey? Very fun. I'll just be over here. Just enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to have a disclaimer first. None of what I'm saying is meant to offend my grandmother or (laughs) my father. If I do... I apologize in advance. You're lucky Nonny doesn't listen to this podcast yet. Yep. So the first one, I'll start easy. You're obsessed with growing your own herbs and cooking with herbs. This is true. Your garden is your pride and joy, depending on the day. <laughs> but it's something that I've always grown up with that she's done, and now you do it even more. Okay. Okay. You think that you're easing us in here. Yeah, I am. I'm expecting Dad to kind of fight back a bit but i'll have to wait i can't fight back on that one okay the second one is that you are now enjoying vegetarian food which was something that was kind of frowned upon back in the day Mm. we were a meat-eating family but now vegetarian food is like your vibe again can't argue he's often quick to go when i was growing up my mother was a vegetarian (laughs) so i could live a vegetarian lifestyle that is true but uh, this is news to me that the, you, it was frowned upon. It was embarrassing. <gasps> Benjamin. I'd forgotten this. He's transforming. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Third one. Excuse my French in this. They both can drink a bottle of wine like a motherfucker. Sacre bleu. Excuse me. Don't slurp your wine, Benny. I Yuck. agree. Um, yes, it's true. Absolutely can and devour it. One bottle? No. Multiple. Mm-hmm. Maybe a case in a night. Should I stay or leave now? Oh, no, 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 no. You're staying. (laughs) This is where it gets better. Okay. Okay. So, Sean, you know those people who, when you're in a shopping centre, they just like to stop, either have a chat to themselves (laughs) or check their shopping list and they just are in your way. And you're Mm -hmm. like, "How, how in your mind can you do that? Yes, I do. I know them very well. Both my grandmother and my father frown upon that deeply and it's a big frustration yes your dad hates it he gets very vocal about it very but i can't go to the shops with dad anymore without getting so frustrated because he's that person he is that person and like not just once but multiple times (laughs) i'm in the zone and so's the little nana who stops in front of you at the raspberries and she's in the zone too and then you're so mean to her what about the little kids that run around and get in my way they're the worst. The, sorry, carry on. <laughs> so the next one is your driving skills have gotten worse with old age. I'm just going to sip on my wine here. You're driving a manual. Mm-hmm. Again, this isn't meant to be offensive. But we all know Nonny's driving skills isn't up 
to probably the Queensland government standard. Does she drive a manual? No. Right. But, yeah. She's famous for putting her foot down on the accelerator and then off and then on and then off. And so you've got this constant jerking motion going on. Yep. Which is something that I experience in the car with you now. Moving on. (laughs) Next one. This might be a bit embarrassing. Oh, I can't wait to edit this out. Can't wait to keep it in. (laughs) In the summertime, Dad likes to ask me to go to the beach with him because we're so close and it's a beautiful place. But he always warns me that he's going to wear his Speedos. Which is not something that I preferably like going to the beach, being seen with my father wearing his pink Speedos. <laughs> and Nonny, my grandmother, I would consider a nudist back in the day. Oh, yeah. I have childhood memories, which are very disturbing, <laughs> of visiting her house and her walking out with a sarong and nothing on underneath. You could see straight through the sarong. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. I think that you are becoming like her... In the fact that you want to be a bit free or get a bit of a breeze around other people. I'm not too sure. Well, Alexis, oh while we're on this topic, he often in the summertime says, shall we go to a nudist beach? <gasps> Always in jest, but It's never in jest. I believe you even looked one up. No. That's, uh, people, Ali, it's true. this is a lie. Ali, it's true. I, I believe, Sean. I'm sorry, Dad. This yep. is my list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one. It is so fun being the butt of everybody's jokes, Is by the this way. bullying? Yes, I think it is. Oh. Uh, well, you've kind of consented to it. Well, yeah, this is true. He did give consent. And I'm sure there'll be a contract down the line. <laughs> um, the next one is volume control. <laughs> we have this saying, inside voice or outside voice. Yes. Very self-explanatory. Cannot be followed by that bloodline. And I'm sure it will happen to me in the future. <laughs> but it's it's just something that they have no control over. It's funny because we'll be walking, your dad and I will be walking like through a shopping centre and he'll just be talking to me about something and I'll turn to him and go, why are you yelling at me? Exactly. Ethan, my brother, is the exact same. He's he's getting that gene already. Oh, no. That's true. But... It, it's it's very frustrating. Next one is a nice one for you. Oh, there's more? Yeah, it, there's it about nice 10 one. or 11. Oh. The next one is that you both can devour any sort of chili. Oh, yeah. Like, you love that flavor. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I don't preferably enjoy as much. But, like, the chilies that I've seen growing up in the gardens have been a massive variety. Ali, how's your mum with chili? Not great. Probably the same as me, not like go. a That's... favorite. You probably got that that because there is this whole genetic thing that you the level of spice in which that you can handle is genetically passed down. I'll find out where I read the article. Um, it comes from one of your parents, so if it comes from the mother, that would explain why he can handle a chili because Carol likes a chili, right? And you don't handle a chili because your mum doesn't like a chili. There we go. There you go. Learn something new every day. Science. <laughs> Okay, this this one's my favourite. Both hold their emotions in until they explode, is oh, what I wrote down. Really? And I don't know, Dad, I don't think you've always done this. I It might just be like you're becoming more of your mother every day sort of thing. But like when you're frustrated, you'll just blow it off and blow it off and say, no, it's nothing. And then something else will piss you off and then it will just kind of expand. And then you get to maybe like, Wine o'clock, or, <laughs> which in this house is also known as 1pm. It is when he's on lockdown. Yeah. And then, and 
it's like it just explodes and his frustration is all over the floor and there's nothing no one can do about it. And he's passive aggressive about it. Yes. And sometimes throwing is involved, but not always. You guys know I'm still here, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, I can hear you giggling. Okay. Yeah, that's something I remember, Nonny. I don't know if it's the Italian gene, just the short temper, I would say. I think mum used that as an excuse um, because my grandfather didn't have it and uh, no one in my Italian side of the family had it that I was aware of, so I think she just used it as an excuse. Right, and now you do. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> is fighting words. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> All right. We're good at this. <laughs> i got two left. Oh. Both love to teach cooking. That's true. I'm often in the kitchen trying to cook dinner and he comes in and tells me how I'm doing it all wrong and what I should be doing differently. Yeah. So the last one, I, it, I've i actually already said it, but I just wanted to say it again. It needs reason. Can drink like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the Wahoo New Zealand $7 bottle, which was my childhood at my grandmother's house 15 years ago, has now haunted me again and is in this house. Benny, what are you drinking right now? Wahoo. And all I have to say is my case is closed. Well, Alexis, thank you for coming in and dropping some bombs. Yeah. You are welcome. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, kid. I really <laughs> <Thoroughly did>. enjoyed <laughs> it. <laughs> um, you're welcome to hang around or you can uh, not. Choice is yours. I'll hang around. Alexis. Yes. Do you think that you're already becoming your parents? To an extent, Yes. Please explain. Uh, well, physically, I'm told that I look like my dad every day, which in you my do. eyes is kind of offensive since he's a man. <laughs> he's pretty. And, and I learned today from you, Sean, that you get your eye color genetically from your father. You do. So I would like to thank you for my blue eyes, Dad. It was hard work, but you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Things like taste in music, um, films that I like. I think because I've grown up with those surrounding me, They've kind of stuck to be my taste. Yeah. I'm sure there's some little things here or there which I don't want to even think about yet would be involved. But yeah, I feel like from from a young age to an old age, they're always parents are always influences to you, whether it's genetic or just the environment you're put in. You're definitely going to have traits that follow. Definitely. And you have until the ages of... 30 to 35 before you start becoming your mother, so... Well, I've got time. You've got time. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's fascinating how we become our parents or our relatives or our, you know, grandparents or whatever. And it's good here to sit and talk about it. The good things are the positive things, but I'm really grateful for my mum to make me who I am and my father. So it's really important to celebrate those really great traits that we have. And I'm hoping, Alexis, that I'm going to pass some of those down to you. Well, guys, that's a wrap on this week's episode of Excuse Me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Why don't you get in touch with me this week and let me know the ways in which you have become your parents, whether they be good, bad or ugly. You can get in touch with me on the official website, excuse me, I have something to say.com. Alternatively, you can just send me a DM over on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook. All links are embedded into the show notes of the podcast. Thank you once again for tuning in. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast over on Apple. Give me a like and a follow. But that's all for now. And I guess I'll see you next time.
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 